Let's talk about some tax deductions. One of the most common ones that we've heard get asked about is the home office deduction. Uh, we don't love this tax deduction because it has been known to increase the diff score with the IRS. That is a computerized score that as it increases in the IRS's system, they choose to audit people. Um, it also doesn't give you a very good actual tax deduction. Most people who are able to take it also own their home where you can already take all of your interest and property tax as a itemized deduction. The home office would then just take a portion of that plus you add a portion of maybe your utilities and all those things. But documentation can be tricky. The IRS doesn't think that you actually use your home office just for business purposes, which is one of the rules. And therefore, it's very easy for them to overrule that. Now, the calculation can get complicated. That's There's a direct method, as they call it, where I can take the direct costs I have, like I mentioned, interest, property tax, utilities, um, internet, those types of things. And then I take that expense times the percentage of my home that I'm using for business and that gives me the actual expense. The expense is then used to reduce my taxable income and so the home office expense that reduces my taxable income is not the dollar for dollar savings that I actually get and if people actually pause to look at it they're going to notice that it is in fact not a lot of money. Now the IRS did come out with a thing called the uh, alternative simplified method to calculate the home office, but it still has all the other problems with it that it's gonna increase the chance of being audited. And even the simplified method, not really a great actual tax savings. So we don't actually love the home office. What we love is a strategy we call corporate rent. Others in the world call the Augusta rule. Um, very important on this rule that you follow the letter of the law when it comes to the tax code. Um, you, you can, the way that it works is you can rent your house. I shouldn't say you. Your business can rent your house from you to have a company board meeting once a month, for example. Um, now we've talked about this in so many other videos, so I'm not going into a ton of detail uh, on this video because I wanted to really highlight the difference between the home office versus the corporate rent strategy. But um, anyways, your business can rent from you as an individual, your house to have a meeting once a month. Uh, and so based on the tax rules, because you're not renting your house out for that many days, uh, you actually find an area in the tax code that allows you to not have to claim that rental income. Now, you don't get to claim any sort of expenses for renting the house, but you don't have to pick up any of the income. It works out great because then your business takes a rent expense, but you personally don't have to pick it up as rental income. Um, that gives you a much better tax strategy a much better tax savings 
than the home office deduction. So when it comes to that tax deduction, home office versus corporate rent, or again, some people call it the Augusta rule, we like the Augusta rule much better. We call it corporate rent because that is the practical nature of what we are doing. Instead of going to a convention center and renting a space from there to hold a, a monthly board meeting, I'm just gonna use my house and I'll have all the event stuff there as opposed to some other place that I don't really benefit from. Another tax deduction we can talk about is your car. Hey, can I write off my car? You bet you can. There are one of two ways in which you can write off a vehicle when it comes to taxes. You can either take the actual expenses that went to the car, or you can take your mileage deduction. Well, some people hear those two options alone as explained very simply like I just did, and they're like, oh, well, I don't wanna keep track of my miles, so I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna write off what I actually spent on the vehicle. Well, unfortunately, when you're using actual expenses, the IRS says, hey, we'll let you deduct the actual expenses of your vehicle that you used for business. That you used for business, that's kind of the phrase that really gets us. Because that means if you're audited, you have to be able to prove how much you used the vehicle for business. And if you can't prove it, then none of it was used for business. How do you prove how much of your car was used for business? You keep track of your miles. So you are gonna need a business mileage log regardless of what method you choose because if you don't have it and you're audited, it for sure is gonna, they're gonna disallow the deduction. So there are tons of apps out there these days. Feel free to use one of those. Um, I'm old school. I've used uh, a print off. I have a print off I make every year that has the date and a dash next to it and I can write how many miles I drove the previous day. Um, that's the way I keep my miles. Now a mileage log doesn't just include miles, you also need to include what was the purpose of the trip. Um, I personally have all that information in my Google Calendar, which I can then print off once a year and save my calendar, plus the miles that I'm keeping down, that's my business mileage log. So again, that's necessary whether I'm gonna take a mileage deduction or actual expenses. When it comes to actual expenses, this is anything you put into the car. Uh, gas, oil changes, repairs, new tires, windshield wipers, batteries, um, insurance. Those are the general ones that come to mind. But then I take my business use percentage of those. So let's say I keep track of my miles, turns out 90% of my car was used for business purposes. I would take 90% of my car expenses as, as an actual tax deduction. Or I can just look at how many miles I drove that year. Let's say it was 10,000 miles. I will then look up what is the mileage rate that year. The IRS changes it every single year. And sometimes based on inflation, they'll actually change it in the middle of the year. Uh, so you can look up whatever current year we're in and look up whatever that mileage rate is. Uh, but you know, maybe that 10,000 miles gives me a $5,000 tax deduction. That turns out to be better than what I actually spent on the car. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm making car payments. There's no way. Well, now we get into some further elements of the 
how do I write off my car? If I buy my car, the payments I'm making every month are not 100% an expense. Because if I took a loan out on that car, I don't have to claim the loan that I received as income, which means when I pay it back, the IRS doesn't let me expense it. The interest amount is part of my actual expenses. So if I'm making car payments, the interest expense would go into the other things that I talked about. Now, if I'm leasing the vehicle, the full payment would be included. So it's not uncommon for us to see if someone bought a car um, and it didn't qualify for a massive bonus depreciation right off in the first year, uh, they're likely gonna take business miles on it. If they lease the vehicle, they're likely going to take actual expenses because uh, usually that's, you want to take the method that's going to give you the best tax write-off. Uh, and that, that's how that works. So that's how you actually write off your car. Yes, you can do it. No, it doesn't need to be titled in your business name. You don't need to wrap the car if you don't want to. None of those things are required when it comes to being able to claim business use of a vehicle. But having a mileage log, probably the ultimate, most important element of making sure however you choose to write it off that you have evidence so that if you're audited you can uh, defend that element because they will come after your miles it's one of the easiest things for, for them to come after third one we can talk about is education now this term means different things to different people uh, when it comes to the tax rules if I'm a student and I have an education expense that might even qualify for a credit now we're talking about tuition, higher education, those types of things. As a small business owner, I might need education or continuing education. Now that could be a required certification thing that I need. It could be uh, things that are required to maintain something that I already have. Like as a CPA, I have to get 80 hours every two years of continuing education credits. So that would be education. But the IRS defines for businesses an education expense is anything that maintains or improves a skill that's needed in your present work. So it falls under that category, maintains or improves a skill needed in your current work, then you can expense it. Uh, and the sky's the limit with that when it comes to, oh, oh it's just a short list of things. No. if it's money you spent on something that helps you maintain or improve a skill needed for your current work that qualifies as an education expense and therefore you should write it off again different than saying I'm paying money to a college or a university uh, which potentially allows me to earn some credits uh, a couple things to note about the education credit though if the thing you're paying for isn't necessarily related to your current business. The IRS actually disallows that as an education expense in your current business. So if the skill could be used in a new trade or business, there's actually a separate set of rules that look at what that expense looks like. And you're likely gonna need to take it on whatever that new trade or business entity would be anyways. Um, so just make sure that you understand that's a distinction, especially when it comes to how you document things the expense needs to be to maintain or 
improve a skill for your current work. And as long as it fits that, you're good. Um, so there you go. Three easy deductions that super, super common for business owners to have or should have. Uh, make sure that you're taking advantage of the full tax code. If you have any questions about what we talked about here in this video, don't hesitate to reach out. Let a professional guide you through what's the best method to do uh, that works for you. Remember, the IRS, not your friend. Don't You're not inviting them to your birthday party. Stop giving them your free money. Let, uh, let's keep more of it in your pocket.